0: Jalen Milrow often wears his own branded apparel, reading "LANK" across the front. It's an acronym that stands for "Let a Naysayer Know," being told by his former offensive coordinator, that Bill O'Brien. That is not what I thought. Is that not what you thought? Boy, let a naysayer know. Let a naysayer know. Of course. The professional's right in the middle of his lead. That's all right. I just I keep going. I thought you almost lost me, again. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Stop condition? My condition
1: was in. I woke up this morning with the sun down shining in. Oh.
0: Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the money? You head. Oh, it's uh, oh, oh, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look.
2: Found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then 106 miles to Chicago. Got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Tripped on a cloud and fell
0: eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the news, so, uh, you know, that's what you, uh, that's what you pay me for. I just dropped in to see what
2: condition my condition was in.
0: Illinois Nazis.
2: I hate all Nazis. Yeah, let's cut through the chase, okay? What are you guys selling?
0: I lost you $60,000. There is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than I do.
3: There's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. What
4: the f*** are you talking about?
5: Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I woke up this morning with the sun down.
4: On what's next? Jackson Jackson, I'm Tomo. We have big Pappas on the board, SB Futures down 2.50, NASDAQ Futures down 31, we were looking like we were going to make a move toward the upside after three kind of crummy days in a row, but it uh, doesn't appear that way, uh, at least uh, not yet, so uh, uh, we'll see. I and mean, Usually, we do tend to bounce after a few days, but there's that very slippery word that usually, um, do we have the Professor Lou?
3: Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing all right. What's a good word? How are you? Happy New Year. Uh, uh, good. Happy New Year. Uh, we're we're doing we're doing fine. Looking at a big uh, big cold snap coming through today, with maybe some snow for the uh, for the Denver area over the next uh, the next few days. But uh, the big news here, as it usually is, is uh, is weather. And and you know some maniac. You know, the Colorado Supreme Court issued that idiotic decision that's taken Trump off the ballot, and uh, so they've been they've just heightened kind of security issue and awareness here in uh, in Denver just you know because of the stupidity of the decision and the fact that there are a number of stupid people out there who will react badly to it. And then uh, a couple of days ago some guy gets in a traffic accident or uh, right outside the uh, Supreme Court building the cops come he pulls a gun out shoots a hole in the window of the Supreme Court building crashes through that this is at like 2 a.m runs, runs upstairs, uh, points the gun at a security guard, gets into one of the courtrooms, shoots that up, and then sets a fire, and then stands off for about an hour before the cops finally get inside and, and take him down, and everybody's gone. well, that, that sounds like somebody who thinks Trump should be on the ballot. In, in fact, it was a gentleman who was um, having some kind of a breakdown, which... You could you could probably guess from the sequence of events that I just described. So so that's gotten a fair amount of attention here. But other other than that, uh, you know, Russell Russell Wilson being on the bench and uh, and what what happened with that
4: here in uh, in, the, in the Broncos was that, a, was that a way to save money? or What was that?
3: Um, yeah, I mean they they signed a deal with this guy, and you know it's, it's the same old story, Chief. You know NFL. NFL stands for not for long if you're not if you're not producing so they had gone to him I think in October and said look dude um, you're gonna cost us if you you get hurt and and end up on our roster on March 1st and we can't cut you uh, you're gonna cost us another 35 million dollars even if you can't play Uh, we need you to restructure that deal you're not giving us 35 million dollars worth of value um, uh, if you don't, we we may have to, to sit you because because we're not going to take the risk. It looks like we're not going to get into the playoffs, and we're not going to take the risk of taking another thirty-five million dollar hit um, with with you with you out. And uh, and he said no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna restructure the deal. And so they said okay, well you know we we got a couple of choices here. Uh, and I think the idea was they would let him play as long as they were winning, but uh, when when he you know, when he sort of reverted back to what I call his Denver form, uh, they uh, they benched him. So, you know, I, I from my perspective, it, it, it makes perfect sense. There are people um, there are people here who are upset. Uh, you know, the team's treating him badly, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and, and my response to that is the short answer is he wasn't winning. If he's not winning, if you're not adding that value.
4: But he is one of twenty-two.
3: Um, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, but but that the idea that, that if
4: they had a better quarterback, they'd be in the Super Bowl. That was a stupid no, decision. three I, years the, ago.
3: the idea, the idea is that the idea is that he was brought in to greatly improve the offensive performance of the club. Um, he's and not, and, and not, but they gave up good happening.
4: people to get him. They degraded uh, the team to get him.
3: They, they, they did but you know that's the deal you make and uh, and he he was an economic liability and he wasn't performing he wasn't performing at the level in the estimation of the coaches he wasn't performing at the level that uh, that they needed I mean it would have been a different story had he had his stats look better had he done more things um, I, I watched a film analysis of him on um, that came in from one of the a guy that I consider to be pretty, pretty good in terms of the way he rates and, and, uh, evaluates quarterbacks. And he does it, he does it weekly for a number of players through the NFL. Um, and, and I looked at, you know, I, I, watched his analysis and, and I mean, he just starts pointing out, you know, here's the guy he misses, here's a wide open guy he misses and, and this guy's assessment and not, well, I've heard this before. You know the coaches. The coaches design these things, but the, but the players are the ones that, that have to that have to execute them. And and if you're not executing you know the coaches look at it and say, we've got the scheme put in place and it's working. We can see it's working because we see these guys open, but but our guy that we've got in there can't execute. And if he can't execute, then we might as well we might as well get rid of him. We get somebody in there who can. And and I mean I'm sure that we're looking at a little bit of the Brock Purdy effect here. Uh, that that um, you know, everybody looks around and says, you know we don't we don't need uh, Superman back there. We just need a guy who who can throw the ball reasonably well and and who is capable of of doing the analytical stuff that we we need on the field. and And if, if, if you know, if this kid if this kid can't do it, if Wilson can't do it, we gotta we gotta find somebody who can.
4: Lou, I, mean, I was never close to the game as much as you are or were. But I, somehow or another, by coaching softball, and I actually did coach some football in a, t- a touch league for a while, to me it, it is it is so obvious <laughs> that it's it's the people. It, it's, it's somewhat of the culture and the learning process. And it's also the people you have. And you look at this uh, kid Mahomes. He's still you look at him right now he's got half the team around him he used to have in terms of receivers and stuff and yep. the team sh- and the team shows it he's still playing exceptionally well but he he his, his environment around him is nowhere near what it was two years ago when he had the kid from miami and uh what's his name the uh,
3: the uh hill and um yeah, uh, Tariq,
4: yeah i mean the this football these people are supposed to know all this stuff are they just real are they just dummies we, we no, go from the no, I, I, I,
3: I mean, I mean, they're not. This is not a situation, as far as I can tell, where they are hanging the inability of the of the team to perform on on Wilson. This is a situation where they've asked him to do certain things, and he can't do them or won't do them. I think he can't do them, and and so that he's going to be gone.
4: Well, maybe maybe. They are not capable of designing an offense for him.
3: Well, uh, you know that. How many times have we seen that happen in business? Yeah. You know? uh, and if that's the case, they'll they'll be gone. They'll be gone too. But for right now, the guys in charge are are making this are making this decision, saying it's on you, Jack.
4: Well, I mean, and, we had a, a discussion with a a total know-it-all on the bar. Well, he actually does know an awful lot about sports and stats, but he, you know. If you think I'm opinionated, God, would you see this guy? But he, uh. we, we we go through the routine, and he um, was talking about you know Harbaugh and the Bears need him. I said, you know, San Francisco was good before they got him. They were good after they got him. And same thing with this Brock Purdy. That does not surprise me that somebody out of nowhere learns and becomes a good quarterback at San Francisco because they seem to have some continuity and intelligence in the place. On offense and on defense, and I mean the, I mean why should the same thing with this Justin Fields? Every single guy that comes here, all of yes. a sudden no matter who they are sucks. I mean it's this it, is a place where quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, yep. I mean there, there's something wrong with this, you know. And, and you you watch this uh, who's a young kid on um Cincinnati. They just lost to, uh, oh Burrow, no no not Burrow. Uh, Burrow was the but they, they, they just lost to Kansas City like a week ago. Kansas yep. City ended up. So I'm watching this game and, and they're. It reminded me so much of the Bears. The kids got some movement. They can do some stuff. They can run. I mean, o- offensive lines can run sometimes better than they can pass block. In a team that can do both of them is kind of rare. So, but these guys, they can run the ball and all, they're in the game. Whatever the hell they were playing, over there playing Kansas City, and all of a sudden this kid is called upon on the last drive of the game. You know, the, the two-minute drill or the minute and a half drill, where everybody knows he's going to drop back. No, you can't run now. You can't move out of the pocket. You've got to actually drop back. Every single play was a jailbreak from the defensive line. Every single one. The kid had. Sure. He, he. They were intercepting the the, uh, the what the pass from center for God's sake. They were getting in so fast. Same thing happens on the Bears. You you can't blame that on the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, well,
3: no. And and that I mean, if you want to look up something really funny, uh, look up Jerry Burns. Greg can find this I'm sort of Viking coach Jerry Burns. I know. his son?
4: Yeah, Mike, the OEX right, with me Mike, and, was,
3: Mike. Mike was Mike was a trader, right?
4: Mike also wasn't he a state champ racquetball player or something?
3: I played racquetball very well. I know that. Um, but but anyway, look up look up Jerry Burns' post game rant. It's about 1990 or so, where where he defends his coaches and just rips. You, you can't you can't play it, Greg. He he goes he goes full Jerry. Jerry was was a fantastic offensive mind. He was he was very excitable, and his language would deteriorate at the. Weird at the part is his kid is calm.
4: His kid was calm as can be.
3: Yeah, well, Jerry, if you if you watch Jerry out on the football field, his mind. I I, I used to love to go to practices and listen to him because his mind was running at about you know nine hundred percent speed, and and his his tongue couldn't keep up with with the processing that his that his brain was doing so so 1972 I think is the first year Francis Starkington comes back to the Vikings from New York from the New York Giants and and Jerry during training camp you know the the Vikings paid a lot to get him from New York he comes back you know big fanfare everybody's okay let's go see what this is going to do and and it's one of those trades that worked out, although it didn't work out well that year. But it worked. It worked out ultimately. But but you know, Tarkenton's on the field and and burned their their running plays. And and Jerry, it can't remember his name. And and he goes, hey, hey you, you number <laughs> ten, quarterback. <laughs> God. And there's his long pause, and and the whole the whole huddle, you know, kind of turns and looks at Jerry. And somebody goes. Are, are you talking about? Are you talking about Francis Jerry? <laughs> Somebody goes, Francis targeted coach. He plays quarterback for us.
4: <laughs> well, you know um, that could happen in the, in the excitement of battle. You? No, no, no.
3: I, I mean, he was just Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's mind. Jerry's mind was on uh, the three guys down the field who, who had had run perfect routes, and you know, Francis said Francis's timing was not exactly what Jerry wanted, and so he was going to yell at him. But he just dumped his name. He was thinking about okay, what I'm going to say. But
4: what was the, the commercial? I forget. Was it was it a uh, insurance commercial where they got the Einstein coming by on the bike and then they start talking about whatever they're talking about and he gets a flash in his mind and he heads off and the lady goes, "Aren't you going to take your bike?" I and mean, sometimes <laughs> people that are like that, they just oh, yeah, no, no, get so focused that they
3: yeah. But but uh, th- to go back to to go back to your discussion. Yeah, is it fair? Maybe not necessarily. There may have been things that happen to this. I mean, it, but I, I will tell you that the coaches generally, at least in my experience, uh, the coaches generally factor that kind of thing in. If they see a quarterback who is is executing what they want him to execute, and and, and I'll just say things are never as simple as as they look initially on on a. On a TV screen with respect to a play that breaks down or falls apart, um, but if they see a guy who is basically executing what they want him to do, and, and it's not it's not working, um, and, and it's not his fault, generally they're they're aware of it, and that's and and that's what happened with with Wilson. Now the other the other factor is this, you know, if you come in taking a thirty five million dollar a year contract. Uh, you you, there's baggage that comes along with that with that number, and the baggage is we expect the team to do better, and if they don't do better, we're not we don't want to hear about the fact that your running back missed a block on on this play, or or somebody's footwork wasn't quite what it was supposed to be on this play. You know, it, it, if you're if you're drawing thirty five mil, we expect you to make there's, a difference. There's very
4: you can make a difference. There's very few people, especially in football, that can make. We're not talking about a, a, a baseball pitcher that can dominate a game or something. No, well, I know. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I mean, it's it's, but, it's but, such but, a team game. It's like basketball is the same way. I mean, if you can't, but if you, you but can't if you play defense number, if the chief. other guys don't.
3: But if you take that number, Chief, you're you're that that goes with the number. Well, it, the responsibility it, for that goes with the number,
4: that, as far as the public's concerned. But the you know, but the public. I mean, I guess that's where the money is to get. You know, and I've been a fan forever, so I don't really, I'll call myself a loser too. I've never seen the losers get to this spectacular, don't they have a life? I mean, I, I click on, I don't know how the hell I got on this, when I click, click my search thing.
3: hell, oh, that's a stupid question. Hell no, they don't have a life.
4: I mean, I, I, all of a sudden I get the Cubs uh, stuff comes up. How I got there, I have no idea. And, and, and there's there's idiots. You know, I'm sure they know a lot more about baseball. But I mean, there's idiots. You'll see an article, three people that don't belong to be on the Cubs roster next year or two coaches that don't deserve to be back. And the guy will spend, the article is 400 words long, with nothing but stats and stuff in there about this guy doesn't belong to be on the team. And I'm like, what would possess anybody to to do that kind of work for some guy they don't even know to disparage them on, 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 on whatever? What What, what is it any of his business <laughs> if the Cubs put Patrick Wisdom or Joe Jamolk back on the team next year you now? Tom.
3: You know you know the psychology of the city and the people in the city when you get a winning program like like a World Series team or an NHL championship or you know an NFL championship. You know Jergensen, Sonny Jurgensen made a great comment one time, and again, we're, we're now we're, we're back in the <laughs> we're yeah. back in the world. Sonny Jurgensen made a great comment one time about the fact that he saw himself basically as a psychoanalyst. For, for you know 100,000 people in the stadium every Sunday and and he was well aware of the psychosocial impact that that a winning sports team has on on just everyday people walking around and and it's 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 one of the reasons why you don't want to be the mayor that loses a football team and and you know that that's uh, I don't think your current mayor cares um that that would be a big deal here, uh, losing a losing a professional sports franchise. Nobody wants to be that because there's a psychological element that goes with that, that that people people respond to. So the short answer is, yeah, this is people's life. Um, people get wrapped up in it, and, and they get wrapped up in it in, 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 at various levels, and and it doesn't have to be just just people who are football fanatics. Um, if you don't think if you don't think there's, Greg's in closer touch with this, If you don't think there's ten million Taylor Swift fans out there right now, who are suddenly enamored of the Kansas City Chiefs and everything they're doing, uh, you're you're missing a boat.
4: Well, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't, I don't doubt, it, but there, there's always a limit to something. Uh,
3: there, is, no, there is, and, and I'm just, I'm just saying that's here in Denver. You know, the, the discussion about what's happened with Wilson, you bench venture starting quarterback. That has become a that has become a topic of 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 discussion. But I think, you know, it, everybody kind of people are some people are upset about it. But I think the general thing is, the guy was taking thirty five million dollars a year, and we're not winning, and and he doesn't look good. Well, the so,
4: so it, but it comes down to who 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 is the who's the customer. And we we're reaching a point now. A lot of it has to do. With if it was in my business, I'd say, okay, who's the customer and who is I servicing? What We've gone beyond and this is the part you'll never see me ever uh even if I ever want to go to one of these games I never probably will but I sure as hell am never going to buy a ticket the idea that the that the people in the in the stands are just i mean I, I I after twice with the Cubs you know I buy them to give them to clients I couldn't give them away I mean on one of these years where they get rid of everybody in the middle of the season I mean I just I made an investment in these idiots you know that that's a big investment now I mean one uh, of I was out dinner a couple of weeks ago with a guy who's uh now he's getting up there, and his kids—I don't think want to go as much. But the guy had the the four hundred dollar Blackhawk seats for years, and he gave. Them, I mean, why, why would you pay four hundred dollars for this team? I mean, you can't give me. You know, I, it's it's insanity. You know, that that that, that amount of dough. Everything. And and yet, and
3: yet, um, if you look at new stadium designs, for example, the uh, the place in uh, Los Angeles where the Rams play. If you look at those stadiums, they are. Fantastic fan experience places, and and it's it's really something. I went and saw a concert in Arrowhead Stadium last summer. I went to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks in in concert, and I walked through Arrowhead, and Arrowhead is an old old football stadium. It was built I think in the early seventies. Um, it is an it, at the time it was this fantastic complex baseball stadium, football stadium next to each other out on the. uh, Northeast side of Kansas City Uh, It is an old Tired stadium And walking through that place Compared to walking through the place In Dallas or or Any of the the newer football stadiums Is an eye opener In terms of fan experience Fan comfort Fan uh, uh, Distraction, whatever you want to call it Um, It it really is It really is a noticeable difference And, And so I mean, we can talk about the fact they don't care. The NFL doesn't care about the fans, but the team owners sure do. And if they can get these palaces built, they they are they are something else. But but one of the things they are is they really improve the fan experience. Well, but but what's what's the the, the, what's the fan what's
4: the fan experience? I mean, it, it it the definition keeps changing. I mean, you look at Notre Dame Stadium or Wrigley Field, two old stadiums designed for a time, well, Wrigley's gotten a lot better with all the stuff going on with all the money spent there, but it was designed for, they they had a game at, uh, I know the world's changed, they they had a game and people think I'm I'm nuts on this, but I'm not. Uh, This could never happen again. Well, maybe you you remember this, when John McKay left uh, Southern Cal where he got kind of ridden up on a rail and ended up going to Tampa, right? Yep. Well, Well, it turns out all the stuff that he did when he was there for ten years, the the guys never even went through the admissions process. I mean, the, the, the football team. Oh, yeah. Had, but anyway, the school got the absolute, the absolute spanking. They they couldn't even be on national TV for a year. I don't know how that would even go now with, with the conferences and so forth. But so they they come to Notre Dame. And I think it might have been on the South Bend station with like no commercials or something. I you know whatever. But it was not on TV anywhere else. Look, the game—the first half was less than an hour, Then they basically ran into, the, they did, you know, the band ran out for a little bit and came back out. Sure, no, I'm going to no, say no, the game. I'm try. say the game was started at one o'clock. <clears throat> it was over at, uh, I'm going to say 315, 3.30. Now, you're, the the seats are designed basically for—they're just benches. Yep. You're designed for your ass to be there for essentially two and a half hours. And the game is, is rocketed to four or something along those lines. Major League Baseball, same way. They really feel the games are an hour 45 minutes, two hours and 15 minutes when that game, when that stadium was started. You, you get there, the guy comes by, he gives you a beer, you get a hot dog, and you're out of there, basically. All of a sudden, the games are 345, and you're sitting in the seat, and there's nowhere to go. And as you go like the Philadelphia stuff, I went out there, I tried to go to a bunch of different stadiums. I'm up in this god awful seat. There's nobody around me, and all of a sudden, like one inning, all these young people—amazing amount of good-looking girls. Now that I noticed, they were all in this big area. It's—it's it's a huge singles bar for for the young people. I and mean, if you're in yeah. the box seats or something, maybe those people are actually watching the game. Nobody else is. It's—it's a—it's a—it's a happening place.
3: Well, and and you know, I, you and I have had this discussion about Wrigley. Uh, if I was if I was a young single guy. I would be I would be at Wrigley during the summer. I don't but know if it's as much as it used to be.
4: There might be some of the bars around it, but the stadium. I, I don't know if it's that much anymore. But yeah, I mean, you, you're talking about. I, mean, I now have to plan for essentially a four hour experience. Although baseballs cut back down twenty minutes, so it's probably a lot better. But I mean, there's a big difference between a four hour experience and, and two hours. There were there were games. Reggie Jenkins was pitching. We were an hour and forty minutes. You barely barely had a chance to get your your beer
3: down, and you're out of there. Yeah. Well, and and so and so that's. That's an acknowledgement. These new stadiums are an acknowledgement to that. I mean, it was it was pretty funny um, to to. By the way, the three hour football game is what you see when you go to an Air Force Academy game.
4: But they're also designed uh, or, for
3: our army because but, because they run the football. <laughs> yeah, but, but they're all, they're also
4: designed for uh, for you know forty concerts a year, fifty Really no. Well, was. And,
3: and and that's and that's you know that's fine. I mean, I mean the the point the point is when you get. So when you get to a football one of these new football stadiums, if it's hot, you can go into an air conditioned place and sit for a while if you want with the game on. If it's cold, you can go into a place that's got that's got heat other than the bathroom. Um, you can get you can get food other than a hot dog and a beer. Um, i, I I'm, this is going to sound terrible, but but the first Rockies game we, we went to, uh, my uh, my partner goes okay. I'm going to go find something to eat. And I I said, well, let me know what you, what you find. And and she comes back after wandering around for about 20 minutes and said, this is like a wasteland. And I said, well, what, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I mean, in San Francisco, I could get sushi. I could get lobster. I could get, you know, fish. I could get caviar if I wanted it. I could get, you know, this kind of a drink. Um, She goes, there's, there's, it's basically you know barbecue here, and that's it. Um, and and I, I just started laughing thinking about the expectation of the fan experience. But that that's a classic example. You know, if you if you want you want to attract a certain type of for, a person to these to these events, you have to offer whatever you, wherever, of wherever you do.
4: Whatever you do, you drain from somebody else. I mean, the more the the new stadium in Chicago, the United Center, when it's not new anymore, has all these other things. All you do is drag from the restaurants in the neighborhood. They used to get people at five thirty. and got them out of there. Well, well, seven, but, I mean, but
3: that's. But again, the, the people people aren't. You, the idea is to try to con- make the maximize the convenience for the fans, so that they're not trudging well, out into the snow after they've had dinner.
4: Well, you're we also asking yards
3: through a, through our combat zone. Okay, but to on, get to the United. Side.
4: We we got to go. We have to go to a, a break here. But it, you're also asking if you're getting public money, you're asking for the. A restaurant a mile away to contribute to his own demise. Uh,
3: that 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 may be, but that's, I mean, that's not a the responsibility. That's not the responsibility of the stadium owner. No, the responsibility okay, that's is that's get as they're, much they're
4: public money as they possibly can out of people. You know, and I, well, these, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm as American as it gets, Lou. Knock yourself out. Do whatever you want. Make the most gorgeous stadium on earth with 48 restaurants. Just don't ask me to pay for it.
3: Uh, and I think I think that's I think that's fair. I want to talk about the Claudine Gay situation. All right, as, we got to uh,
4: uh, come back. Up six, up seven uh, in the S and P, down seven in the Nasdaq. We also got to talk a little about a little bit about the Trump situation, and I also want to talk a little bit about uh, this Palestinian uh, thing and what's going on in this country. Uh, because, well, anyway, we'll be right back. Stacks and Jacks.
0: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy?
2: 8810, or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. cognoshr innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks,
5: jocks, and jocks.
4: stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. Right now. Hello back, Sacks I'm Tom, Hale. uh Greg Pappas on the board. SB Futures up six. NZ Futures down seven as we're trying to do something with this four day, well, three day losing streak. We're trying not to make it four. Dow Futures up seventy-four. I don't really see much going on in the Dow. We've got Home Depot up two seventy-four. Uh, they've been down a bit the last few days. You got United Health Healthcare companies but, but up huge this week. Uh, Johnson and Johnson Merck. They've really uh, been rallying big time here, even though the other some of the, the Magnificent Seven has had a bad week. Uh, over in Europe, we've got the DAX down 12, call that flat. FTSE up 9, call that flat. Kakaron up 4, uh, call that flat. So we're not getting much direction out of those, guys. Over in Asia, with the Nikkei down 175. Um, That's the first time these guys have traded since last Friday, so careful on this one. Uh, Seng down 43 cents. I'm going to say that one's flat. 16,645. Shanghai down 12. Uh, 2954, not showing any sign of going back over 3,000. Yesterday, Dow was down another 284, S&P down 38, Nasdaq down 173, so that's two really bad days in a row. Uh, bonds up five basis points, 3.56. We'll see if it goes back up over four. Uh, Bund up uh, seven basis points, 2.09. Japan unchanged at 0.62. We've got oil which was way up and then way down, and now it's back up 73.57. It actually ducked below 71 at one point uh, two days ago, so it's, it's, it's going up and down between Probably 71 and 74 here in the last few days, basically up and down on the, on the Red Sea news. Uh, Brent up 73 cents, 78.98. Natural gas up 12 cents, 279. We've got gold, which has been getting hammered. A little bit of a bounce today, up 10 bucks. at uh, 2,053, but still right in the middle of that 2000 to, 2,000 to 2,100. Silver up 3 cents, 23.19. It did duck under 23 yesterday. We did not buy any. Maybe we should have. Uh, it's, every time it goes down in the 22s it seems to want to come back but then it doesn't go anywhere it's kind of crazy. Copper uh, down a penny 384. We got Bitcoin which got hammered yesterday, it's come back a little bit today up 625 to 43368 and the US dollar which has kind of been all over the place is down pretty heavily today uh, with the with the euro back up to 1095, and British pound almost back to 127 and 1269. Uh, what do you got for us, Trevi Weather, sports.
6: Morning, everyone. 6:38 here in Chicago. 32 degrees today. 36, partly cloudy. Cold in Phoenix. We got 46 right now. Uh, 59 today with rain in the morning. Traffic inbound Kennedy from Montrose, nine minutes. Edens from Lake Cook, 21 minutes. Inbound Ike from Wolf, 14 minutes. Ryan from 95th to the interchange, 13 minutes. And the inbound Stevenson 294 to the Ryan is 16 minutes. Sports. NBA Bulls lose in New York that was a hundred to 116 Hawks are in New York too tonight that's uh, Hawks at Rangers and college basketball we got the big ten Ohio State beating Rutgers and Nebraska beating Indiana that's all I got chief back to you
4: Lou um, let's, why don't we do the uh, Harvard lady first and then we'll um...
3: I, I, I want I wanted just to, to point a couple of things out and 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 from from mainly from an employment lawyer perspective, um, it, it's inconceivable to me. And, and, and again, you can see how the decision making at Harvard by the Harvard Corporation, the board of directors, Penny Pritzker and the and the others, you can see how their decision making is not done along the lines of any kind of logical merit or job qualification issue. It's absolutely or logical.
4: Or it's absolutely logical. No, no, no
3: wait, no wait. From a I'm talking about this from an employment perspective, employment lawyer perspective. If I have to go in, if, if Harvard terminates somebody and I have to go in and defend that termination decision, let's say for plagiarism, then then I I now am facing a situation where um, the, the company has effectively established the standard for, for plagiarism. And, and it's not this has nothing to do with her resignation as the as the president that was that was forced because of her own incompetence but but now they're gonna make her an instructor at eight hundred and seventy thousand a year or something like that they're gonna make her a full professor she goes back to her full professor job for which she is I mean I mean the plagiarism is is bad enough as president but that's not a direct that's not a direct job skill set association but plagiarism is a direct jobs skill association for a professor oh without a doubt yeah for somebody who's teaching and so they move her from a posi- this one position into a position for which she is even less qualified and is even more dangerous as a hire because now if some if some um, you know some white guy or white woman or or Asian woman god forbid uh, gets, gets dinged at Harvard for conduct or for, for research mal, malfeasance, they turn around and say, you've got a million dollar or $900,000 a year full professor who, who literally plagiarized in, in at least half of her works, and now it looks like, anyway, uh, based on some of the stuff that's coming out now, may have falsified data on her tenure, on her tenure uh, dissertation. So so why are you guys persecuting me? You're coming after me and and you know what you do obviously in employment law is you look at the differences between between the person who's who's uh, still there and the person that's being that's being disciplined and and you know if, if it's a race difference, if it's a religion difference, if it's a gender difference, there there you go. and so it, it's just it's so incredibly dangerous for Harvard to do this and yet they do well, it well, it's
4: it depends on what. This is, this is the mentality that I don't, I don't, I don't follow whatsoever. I, uh, it, it's almost very, sim- very similar to the, um, the Donald Trump phenomenon in, in a totally opposite way. I mean, the lady is in there, and she's got these issues, all right? Which, I mean, she does have them. Well, okay, but somehow or another she's in this job, and she got picked on by Congress and all of a sudden picked on by uh, Ackman and some of these other people. And we're gonna we're gonna kind of reward her with this other thing. Well, it's the same thing. The press, in some people's mind, picked on Trump. They, the, the justice system has picked on Trump by singling him out. And there's there's some but truth a, to that. But, but this is okay. So, but, but so, the, the reward the reward in their mind is he should be president. What's
3: the let's, connection let's go, there? Let's go back. There's a there's a big difference between an electorate which which frequently functions purely on emotion yeah. and and religious fervor and a business and that's what Harvard uh, corporation is it's a no business i'm going to
4: say it's in their mind it's not a business it's some kind well, of a well, institution uh, it's it's it, i mean it's like people who especially people from the right the business, sorry uh, will we'll, we'll totally rag on politics that it should be run like a business it is run like a business it's run like uh, the business uh, of politics
3: well well i'm i'm just going to i'm just going to point this out this was the comment that I made. What three weeks ago, when Ackman first surfaced on this on this issue, and started started going after after Gay, um, I, I I made the comment to you. I said this is going to be interesting because what's happening right now is you're seeing the application of the IPO, entrepreneurial business mindset, to this particular hire, and and somebody who's used to hiring and firing and and. You know, cutting out deadwood and and restructuring and looking at investment returns and he's applying that kind of a ruler to this operation and it'll be really interesting to see what happens when he does and of course this well, is you know what, what I, when he, he is he,
4: does. he is absolutely I, I I've never liked a man I I, I, don't,
3: I I don't care I don't care what and I don't care what Carl says about him you know, blah 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 it doesn't matter that's not my point I, I understand my I point is the application of these principles coming down on this reveals very clearly, you know what. What
4: I'm going to say, go,
3: if we were to go in front of a jury, I'm going to say
4: Ackman this, pulls the principles out. Problem. He pulls the principles out when he feels like it, just it, just like a lawyer. I'm not accusing you of this. Pulls no, no. out the law when he feels like it.
3: But this, but this is what he's doing. He's coming in and saying, "Okay, give me a justification for hiring this person, and give me a just who, who does a terrible job for Harvard, who 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 blows up." who is, presides over Harvard taking a, a, a lying false position at the Supreme right, Court and losing, who, who has presided over the, the termination of multiple talented scholars <clears throat> for no other reason than they did not like the DEI narrative and, and did work that didn't support the DEI narrative. That, that, that's her legacy. Sure does. Sure it is. And then you put her, and then you put her up in front of Congress, and she embarrasses the university. And now it turns out that the hire, the hiring, and and this is Ackman's. You know, Ackman's has not stopped. She's she's gone. He switched fire yesterday, to or two days two days ago maybe. He switched fire now to the board. He's I, going after Pritzker well, and the You, and I, the you board.
4: and I, and by the way, even though we we joust all the time, you and I believe and feel absolutely very strongly on this whole thing. I when I was growing up, there was a lot of discrimination on a lot of people, not not just black versus white, there was religion. There was religion discrimination was more well, it was it was all over the place. Uh, and the idea that um well sometimes it's this way. The, you
3: and I you and I heard expressions, expressions of stereotyping. Yeah. I, I very in my experience very rarely saw anybody say I'm not going to hire this guy because he's No, I mean, same, same, same thing.
4: At Pullman, nobody cared. If, you, if you're a welder, you're a welder. But uh, that, the, the business world was always, I think, more like that. Where I'm, where I'm going with this is there's people who were, were stiffed because of nationality, because of they were women, because of something. We, we know there were – and my thing was I'm, gonna, I'm never going to do that. The world should never do that again. But somehow this idea that for the next 40 years – we have to take people, just because we think we owe blacks and women, and, and maybe we do, but we owe those blacks and women that got stiffed, Re- rewarding somebody now who shouldn't be stiffed with some job they don't deserve to somehow make up for something that happened 25 years ago, and you put somebody incompetent in a job where you're messing with other people, I don't. I don't get that at all. I never did. I mean,
3: I, well, this and this from the perspective of Ackman and these critics, if you and if you and if you don't like Ackman, go go read uh, what's his face, William Jacobson at uh, Legal Insurrection. Um, the the, the issue is for, for people like that, that that we are we are actually anti anti merit. <clears throat> yeah. We are we are dropping talent, and and performance. As measures of of competence and and desirability for jobs we look instead at these jobs the way the Chicago uh, system, the way the Chicago uh, bureaucracy city bureaucracy looks at jobs which is this is a this is a program to give people money and, and and if we get some decent work out of them, well that's just gravy.
4: You can't you can't hire you can't we're not,
3: we're not hiring for decent work. This, we're hiring them to fill a quota.
4: This this uh but the quota now is everybody. Everybody has to be black or female.
3: Oh, I I I, I believe you. I don't have any problem with that. I just and, I, and,
4: I don't know, maybe you know, and, people and this will is
3: this is but, but this is this is the this is the issue that Ackman and Jacobson and the others are going after. I mean Jacobson had a piece yesterday uh, saying that that gay is is not the problem, and people like gay are not the problem. They're simply a symptom sure they of sure they of an anti merocratic uh, and, and and anti-white and and he was very upfront, and I, I have to agree with him. Anti-American mentality that says we have to segregate people by it's a it's a way characteristics.
4: It's a it's a way of getting your group to steal all the money. That, well, I mean.
3: I think I, well, and I think it's actually slightly wider than Could that. Could be wider, that's than a, it, that's, that's a, but that's that's a huge incentive. But yes. But to make
4: it to make it simple here, on my my points of view, if you find out or you see that you have a uh, fireman's test and you have a, a a police test or something, and all of a sudden every year, you know, there, there's no no black guy, no uh, Polish guy, no Asian guy somehow can pass this test. You look and say, okay, was well, there something wrong with this test? What are we doing here? I mean, I. I would, uh, and if, if I found out that the normal stuff that to become a fireman um, wasn't in the schools in certain parts of the city, you're not going to get that kind of education for some reason, I would absolutely say, okay, I'm going to open up this, this junior college, and I'm going to have two or three certificates to where, for people who want to be firemen, they can go learn a lot of stuff that you need to know to take this test, it, and at the end of the day, I'm going to try and make it as even as possible for everybody through education and through other stuff, legitimately, not just saying I'm going to do it. But at the end of the day, Lou, when you take the test, if it's if the test is proper, and it actually does think out those things, why if this person wants to be a fireman or a policeman gets the best people, I'm never going to take number 90 over number one. I'm I'm never going to do that. I can't do that to the population. I'll do everything I possibly can to make it even, but... At the end of the day, I want the best people, and I don't. You know, and if they're all black, I don't care.
3: But that's not that's not the that's no longer the measure. But it, you know it, what? You but, know, but, it, but it
4: ought to be the measure. Of course, it should be. But, but Martin that's, Luther that's King no said longer, it. Martin Luther I, King. I, I'm a big follower, of Martin Luther King.
3: I don't think any of these well, other people and, are. And that's that's what the fight. That's what the initial fight at um, in the uh, the S S F S F F. Uh, versus Harvard and North University of North Carolina case was about this this summer, this last summer. It was it was about the absolute use of race or gender or other immutable factor as a determining factor. It violates. This is why I, I, I and I find it as an employment lawyer absolutely unbelievable. I was saying this ten years ago when when this stuff first started surfacing in corporate America. I was saying don't 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 pay attention to this. Because, because this, you know, we talk about diversity and we talk about all this, okay, that's great. But to the extent that you are carrying out your diversity program by making race or gender or religion a factor in the selection that is determinant, you are violating federal law, and if you're a, if you're a public agency, you're violating the 14th well, Amendment, I will say this, and, it, and, it, and it's very clear.
4: I will say this about Ackman. He's 100% correct. That the problem is not this lady; it's that board.
3: Exactly, and that's where that's where he's going. That's and where he's and, going and the now. thing of
4: it is, the ego is on that board. And I'm not saying this because you know, I'm not a big fan of her brothers or whatever. But I'm not saying this about Penny Pritzker. But what could possibly happen in her world where she would look in the mirror and say, "You know, if this was a big screw up, and I was a part of it. I maybe sh- maybe I should resign and do a try something else." And I mean, at some point. It's not just her. I mean, when Tom, Tom. This is for these people.
3: By these people, I mean Pritzker and and the other acolytes around her. For these people, this DEI is a religion.
4: Okay, but don't okay? don't go just with her. I mean, I go, go back, to, every, back, to, back. to... People, but, okay, but now who and, and to now that I'm I just mentioned that about her. Now one of your heroes, probably Big Jim Thompson. Okay, Big Jim. You know, he put a guy in jail who arguably wasn't even guilty, and, and had a, man, a magnificent life thereafter. Okay, because he was—he he put a governor in jail. Uh, so he ends up on all these boards. He's on the board of—he uh, uh, was it was the Sun Times with Hollinger, and he, he's the guy in charge of uh, of uh, governance and spanking, right? So the guy Hollinger goes to jail. Big Jim's fine with that. He just wanders over. He's on the board of trade board. He's on. He's and he's and he got in trouble somewhere else to place one under. It was like two or three of the places he was involved in maybe- maybe just two. I'm not asking i don't I don't think big Jim was a bad guy at all i mean it but at some point he has to look in the mirror and say, you know, maybe six board spots were two of them when I had this position in, and all of a sudden two of them totally blew up in my face. It's not just always somebody else's fault, maybe it's me maybe maybe I should cut down to one board you know, or something I mean maybe it's maybe." I'm just not doing the job. They they will never look in the mirror. Or with my business, they look in the mirror and say, "Boy, I did a horrible job for my people." The numbers are right there. I mean, I, I mean, I don't I don't get these people. No matter what happens, it never never falls on them. blue. I wish I had that mentality. Honestly, but, no. Well, it may. And again, you know the the
3: the razor the razor type analytical process. That that one of these this, you know finance person brings to the to the uh, to the governance issue, I think is is going to be a problem for for Harvard, and I'm I'm hoping for a number a number of other places that have made these terrible hires. It
4: should have been it should be a problem for every board. It puts I, I don't in. I don't
3: yeah. I don't disagree with you, but but my 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 point is very straight. Is is this? These people are are religious figures. In this in this religion of DEI, and I call it a religion because it's not logical, it doesn't work to the best interests of the of the entities with, in which it's in which it uh, takes hold, and and, and so it, it's it's mirrored in this idiotic selection of, of Gay and her defense. It's mirrored in this Cornbluth.
4: It may be the uh, selection of the board school. that's idiotic.
3: Well, well, it, it, it's mirrored in this Cornbluth action at at MIT. Um, it, it's mirrored in all kinds of, of organizations that have said, in the face of a Supreme Court decision that says you can't use race as a determining factor, they promptly put out statements saying we're going to use race as a determining factor. We're just going to hide it. And well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm watching s- this, going, this is this is right out of the this is this is right out of the federal court cases in the 1960s and 1970s. Where where you had all kinds of organizations in the deep south, especially saying we're not going to abide by by Brown versus Board of Education well, progeny.
4: We have a we have a we have a generation, probably mine and yours, somehow or another, a big bunch of them were ever never told no in their life. You, you drive down the street, nobody stops at a stop sign. Nobody, do, people, they, they they become moral relatives. Relativists regarding rules all over the place. Well, but you this mean, is, look at every is, every company. Every company doesn't hesitate to break antitrust laws.
3: I, I I know what you're. I hear what you're saying, but this has nothing to do with this. This is a specific kind of philosophical okay, but belief.
4: We're on we're two. Di- we're on two different chessboards here. You're yes, talking about are. the belief. I'm talking about the fact that they don't pay attention to the Supreme Court. Nobody pays attention to anybody now.
3: This is. But the motivations. The motivations are different. Well, it would be I, different no. it would be different if you if you said, Okay, I'm gonna engage in antitrust behavior or a, a trust uh, forming behavior. It economically benefits me. This is this is different. This is not a economic benefit, at least not at least not directly. This is a I wanna feel good and I wanna be on the side of the social justice warriors. So I'm gonna act in a way that is inimical to the economic
4: interest of my company and,
3: and the people around me anyway all right well I, I actually
4: true. I got one for you though I was out with some uh, defense I, have to, attorney. I
3: have to bolt I have to bolt right at six
4: sir. all right well I, have, I was out with a couple of uh, defense attorneys last night that are thinking of moving their practice further out of Chicago you'll never guess why
3: because they can't they they can't find people to to who need uh, defense
4: representation without a doubt nobody gets arrested yep. I was rattling off two or three skyjack or sky uh, skyjackings carjackings they caught the guys. They even arrest them. We don't have to defend them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Well, what, 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 who, who decides? First of all, who puts these people in office? I don't. I, the idea that no, obviously going. Chicago, down,
3: Chicago is getting the government it deserves.
4: I yeah. uh, nat-
3: voted. You guys, you guys voted for the. You guys voted for this loser. What do you say? And, and Kim Fox. And um, the rest of the idiots that are that are destroying the city.
4: But people, for whatever reason, people don't vote. The, the, you know, it's always twenty-five, thirty percent. It's you, you let the money happen. I mean, you know. You know it's, but even it's more bizarre. I saw. I don't know if I sent it around the other day. I saw an article. I don't know if it came from some of the listeners or whatever. It had to do with uh, bankman Freed and how all those people oh, are, yeah. are going to go to jail, basically. And yet, none of the people. The political people that he gave the money to. Guess, them never gave- guess
3: who's not? Guess who's not going to jail? He's, you know what he's not going to jail for? They dropped the charges on the fi- campaign finance. Yeah, yeah. You know,
4: you that's know that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Sorry, yeah. I, I didn't get to the, I was I was getting to get there, but you got there quicker than me. They they, they dropped all the campaign finance charge and are not requiring any of the people who got the money to pay it back.
3: Sure. Why do you think? Why do you think? And I'm going to end with this. Why do you think DOJ let the statute of limitations run? On, on Hunter Biden's tax malfeasances in 2014 and 2015, because because the investigation of that directly implicates Joe. Sure, And that's why they let those drop.
4: Well, I mean, the idea that I mean, it, it's close to home here in Stocks and jacks because uh, Karen Reeves was running for the, the, the I mentioned this the other day, was running for Bobby Rush's spot. Jesse Jackson's kid in the last week or two got a million and a half dollars from Bankman Freed and ended up winning in this real tight race. I'm not saying he won because of that, but he had commercials nobody else did in the last couple of weeks, so you know it it, it helped. I'm, I'm thinking, especially when you got a name to start with to get the name out there. Uh, now he didn't, he didn't he didn't he didn't give the money back. I don't I don't believe. No,
3: nope, nope not, Nobody's giving it back.
4: No, Mitch, McConnell, uh,
3: Mitch McConnell's not giving it back. No, okay, happy, gotta, happy New Year, gotta
4: buddy. SP Futures up three. Nancy Futures on twenty three. We'll be right back, Mr. Dan Janitas.
5: Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, Give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again.
6: Stocks,
4: jocks stocks, jocks,
6: stocks, and jocks. You are out of control. Here,
4: Dan, right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stocks and Jocks. I'm talking about Greg Pappas on the board. S&P futures up two, and as that futures down 26, they're looking to head in south maybe the fourth day in a row. I kind of hope that doesn't happen. Uh, pretty crummy start to the new year if you're along those those stocks. Do we have the professor, Dan Janitas?
1: I'm here, yes. You,
4: buddy? I've, been, I've missed you. Happy new year.
1: Happy New Year to you as well. What'd you do?
4: Make sure you were flying at seven in the morning on Thursday, or what?
1: I yeah yeah I went up to uh, see some family in in uh, Boston for for Christmas, and then I'm actually on the road right now as well. I'm in Houston as we speak, um, so we're on the same time zone.
4: You're gonna hang around for the game. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hang around for the game Monday night.
1: Monday night? Well, no. A, I'm, a no champion. no I'll be gone by uh, by Monday. Yeah. I know you're right it, this would be the place to be
4: what do you, what do you uh think of the recent clamor that uh since it's a Pac-10 team playing a, a Big 10 team that they should move the venue to a Rose Bowl that that's where it belongs
1: yeah um i haven't followed it too closely these you know um these days i've kind of been following um you know the, a lot of the college games there was there was a lot of uh you know when you look at florida and georgia and all the controversy there and and then seeing a blowout um, in that game, that was that was kind of more at the head of my uh, at the top of my list. We had a reunion with a bunch of, of friends from um, from different places that got together to watch um, some college football the other day. But uh, I haven't been as I haven't been in as closely. I haven't been following the the pro side as well.
4: Well, you know there. Uh, the uh, I I been, I watch the pro side a little bit because we have to talk about it. But um, the Bears were were involved in the playoffs up until this week, but now they're out because somebody yes. somebody. Beat somebody in a tiebreaker, but yeah, I was uh interesting. I'm a, I, don't, I you don't hopefully get stuck watching the financial TV all day long like I do for trying to figure out what's moving the market and so forth. But it is it is stunning when you actually throw a little. What was what was the big line? Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, yeah,
7: absolutely.
4: I was uh yesterday the entire thing, and we actually had a, a we had a fabulous year to the upside in 2023. I mean, you, there's no. I mean, some areas of the market weren't up at all, but basically, if you were in the big big cap, you were up 30 percent. If you were in S&P was up 20, now the big caps a big chunk of that, obviously. But still, you're 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 along the way there. We we in all full disclosure, we got buried in some calls, uh, so we didn't do as well there for a while. But then in the last month or so, we put some uh, positions on above where our calls are. And we've done exceptionally well in the last four or five weeks. We've been able to move the calls up a bunch, so we made a big comeback. And considering people were protected, and on the last couple of days, we've actually made money, uh, Dan, because we've got these other we, whatever. But the uh, I think well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. I think you and I think people really need to look at their portfolios and take a look here. It's it's not what you make; it's
1: what you keep. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's and, absolutely what you keep, and that's why. In years like 22 where we were relatively flat or even up a little you know it kind of puts us ahead because because even though we had a great year um, in 2023 it was the last two months that really made the year and if we hadn't had November you know mid October through the end of the year um, you would have been down and you would have been there would have been sort of uh, this continued concern about the financial markets you know after a couple you know a couple of years of really not a whole lot going on and then you know 2022 not being a good year so so one thought is just the market re, you know regained what we lost um in in 2022 especially when it comes to the tech side um and then i think what's happening the first few days of this year um is that of course the market gets over you know overbought um which is what happened in the, you know towards the end of uh you know in december certainly and part of that has been driven by the you know the fact that we keep hearing all these people trying to predict how many rate cuts there will be. Well, I heard a guy speaking yesterday who has the exact same view as me. I'm not looking necessarily at a rate cut. I'm looking at inflation. And I believe that as inflation comes down, that's when rates are going to come down. Because as a bond manager... well when you
4: say inflation, are you talking about the rate of change of prices or are you talking about the price the, level?
1: The rate of change of prices. Okay, the price level is not coming down. No. I mean, certainly, if you've eaten at any of the restaurants in Houston, yeah. I can promise you that. But I mean, here's a. <laughs> um, when I was out with clients last night, I was I was a little I was a little sticker shock coming from Florida, but it's it's um, yeah, there's there's um, you know certainly we've seen you know oil come down and you know from a consumer's point of view, you see you know now they're seeing gas prices come down at the pumps, so there the consumer is seeing. Uh, some uh, some decline actually, and, and you know some certainly a lot of stabilization in prices. Well, wh- why do
4: we've talked about this before? Why do people, and, and you by the way are way too smart for this? Why do we see people on national TV talking about gas and eggs? I don't I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't I don't give a crap. I mean the the view. I mean we, as you know, since there's no place around here for breakfast, a lot of times I cook breakfast in the office. I go through a lot of eggs. It relaxes me after the show. You know what, whether they're a buck and a half, a buck 20 or a buck 70, it I'd rather be be a buck 20 than a buck 70. I get it. But I no family eats that many eggs that were it makes that much difference. And in gasoline, a dollar a gallon for most people is 50 bucks a month, which nobody wants to pay. I don't. But the that when you start talking about the price of eggs is down 30 30% or thirty cents, everybody's okay. I, I look at the guy. I go, I go, "Are you? Are you a moron?" I mean, the. My, I just got my gas bill. And I have an apartment. I got to get my gas bill. Ninety-two bucks. Guess how much of the ninety-two hours was actually gas
1: in in the Chicago area? Very little, I'm sure. 20, Twenty-two dollars. Yeah, it's the same. Same with me when it comes yeah. to our water bills. It's it, a very large portion of it is just a base rate, and then. You pay whatever. You know, even if you're not using it and you're out of town, you're still paying that base rate. Anybody
4: who thinks that this inflation has not worked, it's, it's still working its way through some of the utilities and some of the other stuff. Oh, it's going to be here forever. No, the The price of the of the new car is not going to drop by 30%. But the w- weird part, when I talk about guys, everybody's talking about you opened up the subject around the, the amount of rate cuts. And they had, they must have had six guys in a row that their their business is send us money, I'm just going to put it in the market, which you could do yourself if you just wanted to, you know, you could just buy your own spiders, you don't need them to do it. Uh, no management, no nothing. In our opinion, the market's going to be up 10%, 15 20% again next year. Send us the dough, we'll charge you 1.5% to do nothing. And, uh, and that's their shtick. Okay, the only problem with that, Dan, is if you look at the rate, and the whole thing is don't fight the Fed. The Fed's going to cut. One guy was guaranteeing it. six. How do you, how do you guarantee what other people will do that you never even met?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm, like, I'm, I frankly don't know what, what type of analysis they're doing to make these predictions.
4: They're just they're they're talking their book. I mean it'd be different if you and I every night went out and had hard drinks with Chairman Powell, but we don't, and neither do they. i <laughs> Just just yeah, saying. Hey, uh, eh, but, eh. but I'm looking here, I went back just before I lobbed one out here without knowing what I was talking about. The Fed fund rates you know, I'm surprised it wasn't that long ago. When did when did the uh, the raise in interest rates start, Dan? I'm stunned. You, you I bet you know this to the month. What month?
1: The, I want to say like July or August, but but of certainly year? the
4: most. Of what year?
1: Oh, are you talking about when, when, when the red hiking? when the Fed
4: started going from point five point two five percent to five? When did that all that start? Was,
1: that was March. That March of twenty
4: twenty. No, March of twenty twenty two. Was that twenty twenty two? Was that recent ago? I, I boy, I would have yeah, lost. Yeah, it was twenty twenty two when they started the yeah. when
1: they started the hikes, but it, going back to. And when when we you know, at the yeah. beginning of COVID um, well, that's what started going off, down yeah right? short okay so just the last yeah the last so it's, about it's a up, year and a half so a year we're, and a half of, of uh, rate increases, um, right? And, and but, now just kind of a, a flattening or, or a pause or um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think there's going to be any major cuts anytime soon. But the the, 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 look,
4: the logic is let me finish then you can talk the. The logic that was, was spouted at me for five hours yesterday is you can't fight the Fed. Look what happened on the way up. Look at how the market has been decimated. And when they go back down, it's going to be so much money. It's going to be beyond the dreams of avarice. The only problem is, here I am checking the S&P. We're actually up <laughs> for March of 2022, 5%. We're not, we're yeah. not down at all. <laughs> With, right. so, so the idea, don't fight the Fed... If you if you reversed the logic and said if you knew in in, in a year and four months you're going to go from 0.25 percent to five, you should have been short all the way. You no, you'd have gotten clobbered. So the, right. so the so the idea now that if we go back down, we have this massive rally. I don't I don't even if I felt that way, I don't get the logic. Do you?
1: No, I, no, I don't. And I think that the, you know the, generally the market what is you know nine to eighteen months you know is anticipating what's going to happen in the nine nine to eighteen months out. And and no, I think a lot of it's already built in. In fact, the reason we're having this little bit of a correction now is that too much was built in. Too many um, Fed cuts for 2024 have been built in. And also too much optimism. However, that being said, I also feel optimistic not only about the, the financial markets, but about the economy for this year. And the, part of the reason for that comes from, you know, my looking at the secular trends and the fact that the big picture is that we are going to start moving out of this slow growth environment at some point and we do have um, you know certain economic variables that are looking very ec- economic factors that are still looking favorable like um, the job the labor market um, certainly we are talking about lower um, oil prices which I do think is going to be is good I think we're those are here to stay um, although they are you know we do have ge- geopolitical risks to be concerned about bottom line of all of it is I, I we are um, you know the, the market is definitely not necessarily falling tra- and falling in line with what's going on economically or even with what's going on um, with rates so so the talk is very contagious and the thing that concerns me or the, the observation that I have is that I've always thought that being a good money manager is is using your own independent thought to make a decision and not necessarily to follow the crowd and this is the this environment has been very much a follow-the-crowd environment and I think it's because of when people have uncertainty it's a lot easier just to to give the the standard line that you're hearing from from all the wannabe gurus as I call them the 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 market uh, strategists who are saying that basically saying the same thing um but that doesn't necessarily that might lead the market for a short period of time but the markets too smart you know at some point we're going to see like the correction that we're seeing now and actually frankly a little bit of increase in and treasury rates as well which was not surprising to me um and i had i've had a couple of clients ask well so what happens when you you know in our bonds you know when we start losing that extra yield especially in the t bills and i said if rates come down that's the best thing for bonds so that's what we want to see and i think we're very well positioned oh, yeah. right agree. now for for that but um but i'm also agreeing with what you're with i think what you're alluding to is just that that there's there's some, I guess, call them misconceptions, and it's certainly that I think our our experience over the years will tell us that things haven't changed that much. I mean, history still repeats itself, or at least it rhymes. So I don't think we're gonna ha- we're in such a different environment that um, it's you know the, the fundamentals, if you will, um, are going to be um, overlooked. Dan, how do you how do you uh
4: when you you say that you think the economy is going to do okay? By the way, I, I would agree with you. In terms of the numbers that we're going to be get, we're, we'll be fed that they'll we're going to be told that the market is going to be okay,
1: yes, especially this year, right? with yeah, it being an
0: election year. I,
4: but I, 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 look, I look, one of the most incredible things, and I'm surprised. I'm, I don't think I'm the only person that picked it up. I don't know if you know anybody who's on Social Security, okay? Yes. But, all right. So you you have the increase, the cost of living increase this year, uh, but if if you're over 65, okay, not only and if, if you're in Medicare the 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 hospital part I won't say is free it's included the doctor part if you want the doctor part, it comes out of your social security check they don't they don't trust you to give you send you the money and then you send it back okay, so it comes out of the check so this particular year, and I don't know what last year was, but this particular year the government is raising the social security saying the inflation is three point two percent but they're raising your doctor. Your your Medicare doctor side by five percent. So they're essentially telling you that the number they're telling you they're, they're telling you the number's wrong in their own in their own letter. Right. They're
1: even yeah exactly. I mean
4: so I, I honestly believe uh, Dan that every just virtually everybody we know, if you look at there's, there's a few uh, municipalities that have done better. Every union person that had a fight hard maybe go on strike for a con- for a contract and they and they, you know, obviously didn't get the strike money back. Everybody that we know that thinks they did okay is their in their salary or their their hourly wages are up 20 to 24% in the last since covid started. And that's not across the board by the way, but I'm saying the people making 12 or 10 we're now making I'm going to say they they've got half of the inflation. And we're talking Eighty percent, eighty-five percent of the economy. So I don't, on a numbers scale, I think you're right. We're going to see. There's no chance of a quote recession in terms of the numbers they're giving us. But in terms of if you were to randomly sample hundred people in this country, eighty-five percent of them are in a recession.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I think that's you know again a lot of it is just a lack of understanding. Um, A lot of a lot of it is really not looking at the big picture. Um, just looking at you know certain specific things that may impact people or regions or um, you know one thing that is will continue to fuel the growth in the economy um, are the you know the crazy high um, housing prices in the Northeast. I mean breaking records in in Boston and New York City. Um, you know all time highs in housing there. I mean we're seeing all time highs in in the equity markets as well. But there's this generational you know the generational wealth that's going to be passed on from the baby boomers to their children, who may be the ones who have been struggling trying to to buy that first home. But there's a lot of money out there in the system. When you have the market at, at well, there's a lot of there's a lot of wealth. There's a lot of wealth, right? And even though it may not be evenly distributed, probably. Um, the least evenly distributed that we've seen in our history, but there's but there is a lot of wealth, and that money is going to continue to fuel the the uh, financial markets. What if some of so it?
4: What if the? What if it just goes? And, and I'm not I'm not predicting this. I'm not, but I'm, you know, when I do my management for people, it's it's not about me. a lot of this had to do. You know, my mentality Dan is different than most because, you know, I basically got my ass kicked in the in the '87 crash. All right, I was trading. I had positions on. It was it was not a positional thing. It wasn't like I, I, I got caught between a, a an October expiration and November, where people kept buying the next month out puts, and I would cover them by. I was a market maker, so I sold them to them, and then I would I would cover myself by the near term. If the, if the crash had happened on Thursday, I'd be I would you know I, I would have never had a trade again. I would have had so much money, but it did. It happened on Monday when. The ones I that I had expired and the other ones that I was short sure didn't. So, I mean, it was it was a technical thing. I, you know, I overestimated my ability to uh, the liquidity of the market because I didn't realize that in a pit that, that, that had been so liquid for so long that all of a sudden you couldn't make a trade. So it was a, you know, it was a screw-up in that regard. But I'll, I'll never, the idea that somebody will come out and say to somebody who has wealth, I mean, their, their wealth might be I'm talking about a, a couple that's got two million dollars in a retired. You think that's a real lot of dough, but if you're just living off the interest, it's not that much. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now, granted, if you put the two million dollars in the next Apple, and the next year it's four million, yeah, life life is good. But you, you you can never. I learned that You can never predict when things start to get bad. You can't say to somebody, uh, okay, you've got your 90, 99% of your wealth is in Apple. I think your your risk is 170. The stock's trading 182. And I've seen so many times people did that with, with uh, um, Oracle and people that were clients of ours. Oh, no, i am only got to worry about it down to 50. Well, then the thing's trading 10. And people lost like all their dough. I mean, as much as I tried to help them, you, there's nothing more disingenuous or stupider in this world is to try and tell somebody Apple can't go below 170. I, I don't think it's going to. I'm not. But boy, don't don't tell somebody it can't because I've seen. I I saw Cisco trade in sixty five and trading six. You know, so so don't, don't tell me it can't. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah.
4: I mean I, no. I I don't know what what is the wealth. What if something weird happens with China and everything and, an Apple one day which is you know it's worth four trillion dollars damn near. What if the thing's trading seventy? What does that do to the the, the quote wealth?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, no, I'm not I,
4: predicting that, but for somebody to say it can't go there, I mean. What what are you, where did what did you talk to God last night? I mean, who are you?
1: Right. Yeah, th- yeah, I totally agree with you. And the and the, the um I think part of what's also happening now the first week or you know during this week of the year is also people taking, you know, taking some profits, the smart investors saying, "Okay, it's time time to trim, time to lighten up a little bit." Um, you know, there there was the people, you know, there was the fear of missing out that we saw in the fourth quarter, and now we're seeing those those investors that have made money saying okay will and strategies like our strategies right now are, are the best place to put your money because this is the time to protect that wealth right oh, yeah. this is the time to protect it and preserve it and and not to put yourself in a situation where you're going to be dealing with a lot of volatility we don't know what other exogenous events can come up this year whether it be something that does impact the market geopolitically or whether there is some you know something that we're not seeing and that's generally what is going to drive the markets it's going to be a shake-up from from some news I mean we th- there was probably reason to anticipate when the regional banks were having trouble maybe not the specific ones um, you know unless you were paying attention to them closely but there are these events that happen and I mean you just went back to 87 I, I think most people were caught off guard um, back then and, and even though there may be some things going on in the background I think People are generally getting more caught up in the in the positive. We are right now. I would say this is probably one of the better environments that we've seen in a while, oh, yeah. especially for preserving capital. I, but I, it doesn't I, mean this is not necessarily the time you want to be out of the market. But you want to be taking what you have, and, and especially for people that are that have have accumulated wealth. Um, you, I would say we don't know what could happen to to Apple or, or right. to any specific investment, but. We do know how to protect that wealth. That's been well. That's been, the uh, the, uh, the
4: conversations, Dan. I mean, next week, I haven't mentioned this to you yet, but well, I will now want to. The president of uh, Nigerian Family Office is going to be on with Dan and I next Thursday, and talk about what they do. Because for those that don't know, Dan and I both subcontract to that group, uh, and they have a few other people that manage as well. And uh, so, whatever strategies people want to be in, there's like five or six strategies that you can. There's a dividend strategy. There's a long-only strategy. Then there's Dan's fixed-income stuff, and I do uh, either concentrated stock positions or I do the uh, protected stuff for people. But since I'm the CFO over there as well as at PTI, uh, I will have these conversations with with a lot of people that have concentration issues. And Dan, let's put this way: sometimes I think you're lucky you don't have to have these conversations because there's people. We have a lot of people that have some of their own stocks here too, and sometimes we do risk stuff when they want to, and sometimes they don't. I mean, it's, you know, people love these stocks. They made a lot of money on them. They're, they're basic holdings, and, you know... But you'll we'll, we'll have somebody with, you know, 2,000 shares of NVIDIA that's up, you know, God knows how much money this year. And you'll say, you know, now at 4.76, even though it's been down for a few days, instead of, you know, 2.05 like it was at the beginning of the last year, hey. do you think maybe 2,000 shares is a little too much? Maybe... You know, eighteen hundred would be the number, or something. It actually should probably be more like a thousand. God damn, that conversation is like you're, you're like pulling a canine out of somebody. They, they right. have no idea what you're talking about. Why do you want me to sell my winners and buy some losers? Well, yeah. we can't trade twenty twenty three again. I guarantee you... If we could trade 2023 again, Dan and I would do better than you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you
7: know? Yeah, we'd be <laughs> We, yeah, exactly. we, we,
4: we and, do. And, we and, do so no, good. What could we? If and, we could trade last year again, we could retire by Easter, both of us.
1: And, and, and you know, it's, it's a good point because if you think about, you're saying now we're looking in January back at 2023 and saying yeah. we can't trade. But think about last year at this time and and just the uh, you know the, the the you know the horrible market that we had in 22. Yeah. But you can't you don't necessarily trade 22 you can't trade 22 again we could have said the same thing and it took until October before we finally saw this rally um, and I know part of it had to do with you know the the the, the consensus um, agreement that the Fed wasn't is not going to increase rates and we did see supply chain issues coming back into play and we did see a little bit more a better balance in, in um, labor over the year um, but we also saw some geopolitical risks yep. that that really were pretty bad in the fourth quarter. So the point is, what the point you're making, I agree with. In any year, you can't look back at what happened, and and just assume it's going to happen in the future. And that, to me, has been part of the hardest. That's been hard. One of the hardest things to educate clients on, because they'll say, Oh yeah, you were in this, or we were in that stock, or we we're in that ETF or that fund. And it had it didn't perform well, so they're, they're thinking that oh that means it's going to continue not to perform well, rather than saying hey we're in a a part of the market or a sector of the market that's poised to to outperform at this point. So that's that's what we get from years and years of experience and from doing this every day, that I think the mis- there are a lot of misconceptions by by well, your very one of the smart biggest... clients of ours who um, just happen to not follow the markets as closely yeah. as we do, and don't under understand things like the flow of funds and it's really important to understand you know where the money's coming from and, and what's driving the market are they institutional investors is it retail other particular large fund groups that are buying um, And you know I, those are the things that, that those are the advantages that we have um, one thing I do want to mention though as we've spoken about this a lot in 23 was just you know you you've asked a lot of questions about looking at at you know China and some other foreign you know foreign investments and this, I really believe, is, is a time really just to stick here in the United States. Oh, I, I'm with you 100% there. there there's, what about... There's so uh, real... much difficulty getting information from, especially China, and, then it, and there's also a lot of cultural issues that, that we are not familiar with, and as much as we, we can read, we still will never totally understand why certain decisions are made. Europe is going to trail us. We're going to be recovering from the slower growth a lot quicker, and I don't think Europe is... Is right behind us. Maybe me, some countries in Europe, but but they're you know they're they're just not um, ready for this. So it's very difficult to look at other countries right now and say oh, this is what they're doing. Well, hey, their stocks look cheap, or they're or they're you know there's some good investments there. This would not be the time. Yeah, really no, uh, uh,
4: uh, right I'm going to go if you don't mind. Um, we we shouldn't get this technical on here, uh, but but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway because we have I think someone some listeners that if they want to call and ask later or tomorrow about you explain it more. When you say you don't want to invest in, in Europe, okay, well, I think the Europe has gotten a little better control of their inflation than we have, all right? That's um, my opinion. I, you know, I'm not going to trade on it. And it seems like what the Fed is doing here, if they do decide to go back to, sp- to spread money around the place, which I think they have, and, it, and I think that was the big message out of the Silicon Valley Bank, that combined with Powell's performance in October – is essentially is what put the market up. He says we're putting more money in or we're not taking money, money out, really. And, oh, by the way, if there's ever a problem, we're going we're gonna to pour it right back in like we did before. I, I think that's the message, the market. You still have the Paul put on your shoulder. Now, my, my question to you is, that is, if, if we go it alone, we're going to see the dollar dropping, which we're seeing in the last few weeks. It's down like 4% in the last few weeks, right, the, versus the pound and, uh, and, and the euro. Now, my question to you is, if you go put your money in, like, a British ETF or something, I mean, I'm sure we could find one, uh, the ETFs on everything, I'm kind of with you. I don't know that, they'll, that they're will that they going to perform as well, but if you actually went the whole route and and put your money into pounds and bought some companies in London, um, which, you know, we can do through the IB platform, I believe, I'm not saying we should. this is not a recommendation. I mean, I'm not so sure that even if the stocks don't go anywhere... That you don't make money because your money's in pounds.
0: Yeah, if the I, Fed I starts agree, doing doing. I would
1: agree with that. just there are a lot of our I would describe our country as being the most transparent when it comes to uh, issues, even if even if there are issues that, that the the rest of the world looks at and is laughing at us or or really raising some eyebrows. But there it's very there's, there's a lot of transparency here. Um, we don't tend to have as much transparency, in, in, um, certainly not in Asia, and, and to a lesser extent not so much in, in certain countries in Europe as well. So, so I do think we are still the um, flight to safety market. Um, we're still considered the most stable market, and there are a lot of foreign investors, in and I do believe foreign investors have fueled this uh, rally in the bond market. In oh, the I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, and, and that will not. I, I think that's expected to continue in the near future. But, but the you know if you're making money here, um, for most investors, whether they be retail or institutional, why not just stay in? In that in the, in that case, I, I think this is the time. There will be a time to diversify a little bit. I don't think it's right now.
4: Right, two real quick questions. One is, if we have extra cash, still still six months for a little while.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, I've, I've had a few. I've had several clients ask me about T bills and saying, you know what. You know if rates come down are we going to be getting a good return well right you know the other day yesterday we were buying uh four month t-bills at five and a half percent
4: four months actually a little higher than a six but uh
1: four four is right. higher than sixes right now yes
7: all right
4: one of quick quickly
1: off the run so we're not doing what we're not doing the um uh, the auctions but we're doing the off the run names that are trading a little bit higher so you're getting close to five and a half percent on on those but there has been some dispersity i mean you can look at one, and then you can look at another T bill that's a week older. That you know is a well, week to, later, and it's, to, it's trading thirty basis points behind it. So well, yeah, the
4: rate well, the rate in general starts to drop off after six or after five, pretty dramatically. It does,
1: yes. Other and, question: and, and, and uh, spot What is around four right now?
4: Other question: Quick yes or no answer on a, on a huge topic. We'll talk more about it next week, uh, if not sooner. What uh, Russell very very concerned about China? Says it could make long-term capital look like a you know, pimple on the ass of an elephant. Uh, what's your opinion?
1: I, I agree. I, I have, I've been, as you know, that I've I've been in that camp for quite a while. I would say that they're gonna they're gonna keep um, global growth uh, probably slower slower. Um, but there's there's it, I mean there's a lot of things that need to be fixed there. You let's know, hope they, they don't.
4: Let's hope it's not so bad that they decide to start a war to get a, to, to gloss it over.
1: Hope, ho- hopefully not. Hopefully it doesn't go in that direction. But but I think in the meantime I would I would stay I would stay clear.
4: I would agree, Dan. Thank you very much. Have a good New Year. Let's have a good New Year together, buddy. SP Futures down one. Nasdaq Futures down sixty five. Be right back, Mister John Flanagan.
0: THE HOMER BROADCASTING SYSTEM IS ON THE AIR! STOCKS!
4: Jocks, JOCKS!
0: STOCKS AND JOCKS! YOU ARE OUT OF
4: CONTROL! RIGHT HERE! RIGHT NOW! RIGHT HERE! RIGHT NOW! Right now. Hello, welcome back to St- and Jax. I'm talking about Rick Pippis on the board. Uh, private payrolls hit at one hundred and sixty-four thousand in December, beating expectation. ADP says, "Get the big numbers tomorrow." We we'll have Caroline for that, as we usually do. So we'll see if that's uh, if actually the Labor Department's getting strong labor labor uh, situation getting stronger or not. Um, maybe it is. That would be nice. Uh, Nasdaq futures down sixty. Dow futures uh, actually up ninety-one. Let's see who's who's doing that. That would be uh, United Health is up one ninety-six. I think a chance to talk about it with Dan, but. Uh, perfect example Greg is last year if you were in the healthcare stuff or if you were in oils or in dividend stocks you watched everybody else make money and then and complain to your advisor uh, because the year before nobody wanted to be in high-tech well now this year are we gonna see the high-tech go down and the, and you want to be in healthcare and stuff I mean it could very well be that's the way the market's been uh, we'll know at the end of the year not now over in Europe tax up 10 uh, call it flat FTSE up 14.2% got the CAC round up 16.2% so moderately to the upside there renege the Nikkei is now trading again as they have not traded since last Friday down 175, 33,288 Hang Seng down 43 cents, that's a real flat, 16,645 Shanghai is down 12 29.54 right in the middle of that 2900, 3000 I guess that's their new range, it looked like it's going to be 3000 anytime soon yesterday another whack whack, Dow down on and S&P down 38, Nasdaq down 173, so that's probably close to Four and a half percent, four percent in the Nasdaq, and three and a half, four percent in the last three days. So maybe we'll bounce back today, but right now we are not. Uh, bonds up eight basis points now, three point nine nine. Maybe going back to four today. Uh, Bund up nine basis points, two point one one. Japan unchanged on at point six two. Oil uh, up sixty five cents, seventy three thirty five. Uh, so it was down, it was down under seventy one. Like where are we? Thursday, I'm thinking Tuesday afternoon. It's been all over the place, Greg. Brent up 51 cents, uh, 78 to 76. Another piece of news comes out about the Red Sea. Uh, oil goes either up or up or down a couple of bucks. Natural gas up 15 cents, 282. That's a big move in there. That's 6%. Arbob unchanged at 216. Gold with a pretty decent bounce today, up 780. 2050 had been sliding. Silver up 5 cents, 2320. Got below 23 yesterday, and maybe it was a buy there. Who knows? Uh, well it certainly was if you bought it there and could sell it here, but I mean long term, who knows? Copper down two cents, uh three eighty three. We got Bitcoin up five fifty. It got whacked yesterday at forty three thousand two ninety two. And we have the US dollar um, down a little bit. It's, it's up it's not down as much as it was an hour ago. But the Euros at one oh nine four and the British pound at one twenty six eight. Greg, a lot of stuff there. What do you got for us, traffic weather, sports?
6: Morning, everyone. 736 here in Chicago. 29 degrees right now. 36 today. Cloud's breaking right about now. Cold in Phoenix, 45 degrees. Right now, 59 today. Uh, mostly cloudy in Phoenix. Traffic, inbound Kennedy from Montrose, 10 minutes. Eden's from Lake Cook, 23 minutes. Eisenhower from Wolf, 15 minutes. Ryan, 95th to the interchange, 13 minutes. And Stevenson, 294. Ryan is 18 minutes. Bulls and Hawks both in New York. Uh, Bulls lose uh, 100 to 116, and the Hawks are at Rangers tonight. College basketball: Big Ten. Ohio State beat Rutgers, and Nebraska beat Indiana. That's all I got, Chief. Back to you.
4: Do we have Mr. Flanagan. Good morning, John. Hey, John, how are you? Good, morning, the, Utah. I'm, do, you know, I'm doing, doing good. Hanging in there for you know, for for the new year, 2024. Who'd have thunk it, right, buddy?
7: Yep, still here, still moving.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a. <laughs> God, yeah, it sure seemed like a long time in the future, didn't it, at one point? But here we yeah, are. I,
7: could, I, I remember thinking as a, one day in third grade when I was writing a date on some paper I was writing for the teacher, and I was writing the year, you know, 1961. I thought, God, someday I might live long enough to write 197 something. What would the world looked like in 1970? Yeah. I couldn't believe that it, that it was even possible to dream about that. Of course, here I am now. Yeah, plus years later, poking along.
4: <laughs> yeah, but, um, and we got work to do. We're not done yet. You know, we got. Yeah, we're not done yet. Okay. We got money to manage. We got stuff to write. We got stuff to say. We got things to do. So it's a, uh, um, you know, it's a, that's a good thing. Uh, we have. Uh, well, we did. Uh, I won't mention it. I was going to say uh, we. We actually had a, a, a death. I will mention we had a death in the Stocks and Jacks family you know, last week. Uh, one of the ladies used to be on quite a bit. Robin Spitalny, uh, or very name Robin Klein, was doing a new exercise thing, and was out there doing a walk by her house, got hit by a car and killed on Friday. So, longtime friend of everybody on the show, and I met her at Pullman a long time ago. So it was, uh, anyway. Uh, I, I, it's going to be tough to get over this one when you're somebody's a friend for 45 years, Jen. It's a. Uh,
7: no, well, I never, I never met her, Tom, but I, I feel like I know, you know, a lot about her, and you know, through listening, you talk about her, and it's such a loss for. Yeah, so I mean, just how sudden. Really I mean, think.
4: just you know, I couldn't make it to the funeral. I couldn't. Eh, it was just a horrible situation. And as much as people don't think that you know funerals are important, I think to have some closure and see the family and do that stuff, I think it is important. But that's just me. I guess I'm, I'm old fashioned. Yeah. Hey, John, I, I, uh, when I think of the uh, census takers, I'm not. You know, I'm saying I'm putting you in this group. I think of four people. One was one of the the classic Three Stooges episodes, more Larry and Curly. Then I think of you, who's done some work in the census and knows about it. (laughs) Now, the difference is, for those that haven't met John, John's a very tall man. The the part I remember about the census takers is Curly standing on the sidewalk, and these ladies are all walking by, and he's got his little chart, and he's trying to get from it. Of course, they all brush him off. Every one of them was a head taller than him. All the ladies (laughs) that walked by. There's Curly... Try to try to get something. But they just basically kept cuffing them out of the way. I I thought it was one of their best their best skits ever when they were the census guys. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you ever saw that one. But uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Now, when when you went to learn how to become a census taker, was that in the back of your mind when you when you showed up for class?
7: Oh uh, well, it, I wish I had had classes, Tom, because that was of course during the lockdown, and the whole thing was delayed tremendously, and all the instruction was done online unfortunately except for one thing, really? you know, face-to-face session at the beginning which really you know hurt I think you, 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 it, it changed the whole way of learning about something that was under such time pressure already um I wish I had had face-to-face you know encounters as part of it but in the back of my mind were always you know stories like what I've heard from various people with the census and I thought can I can I rise to the low level Curry you know, curly? Standard here. I hope I can.
4: <laughs> You'd be hard pressed to find eight women in a row that a head taller than you. I don't think there's any women around a head taller than you, unless there's some <laughs> basketball player somewhere.
7: I don't know if it, it helped or hurt in face-to-face encounters because you had to be masked too. That didn't help. Oh, I know. Uh, I know.
4: It's a, by the way, uh, what's with the mask mandates coming back?
7: Well, what as if we we didn't learn this you know with the go around before. I'd
4: I like, I don't. Yeah, I just kind of crazy over it
7: by now, and I, I get I get heartsick when I see so many people. You know, wearing these masks, you know, every which way in the stores, more, more now than I did. A month I ago. saw
4: Biden giving a speech. Nobody within thirty yards of him, and he's got a mask on.
7: No, well, this is the same guy who came back from his vacation on Saint Croix, burned to a crisp from the sun, and he's had you know, skin cancer surgery. So maybe he isn't, you know, playing with a full deck either. So.
4: I, I, I can't even. Something has to happen between now and November. We can't run these two guys again. Good Lord, what I mean—everybody we've ever known that was alive has to be spinning over in their grave watching this. <laughs> I just can't even. I can't I even. Mean,
7: the, 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 to, for me to have the most egregious example of election interference is the fact that Biden and Harris got in, and that they're even still around, and, and there's a possibility that they will run again. That—that that to me is a sure sign of election interference no way that those people have enough round support among any people I talk to, Democrat or Republican, once they're being anywhere near the job.
4: Well, yeah. I, I can't think of anybody more unqualified the first time and showing himself less than this. Trump. I, 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 I'll vote for anybody else. I mean, I, is there any way we can redrag re, re Romney out of the mix or something? Or is he too conservative? I, somehow, yeah. some I'd I, there's got to be Somebody else. I mean, I I don't well, know about Nikki democracy. Haley. She, she's a little little too neocon for me, but still, I'd vote for her in a second ahead of these two guys.
7: Well, no, that, that's that's the beauty of democracy, town. You should be able to vote for whomever you want to, um, even though there's a great movement underfoot now to make sure that that process is is completely skewed too, and that you can pull people off of the ballot just because you don't want to vote for them. So and there's a, well, there's, kind of there is a, some some
4: level problems. of there's some level of if the you know. If, if the guy gets we are talking about somewhat of an insurrection and he didn't leave the place I was reading last week that he the day of the uh, uh, biden's inauguration he he fired the the guy who runs the essentially the building in the white House and when the guy told him to get everybody out of there and they locked all the doors so that biden couldn't i mean the guy is a total whatever a as, as a human being. John, you would never spend five minutes with the man. Tom,
7: I I trade him in a heartbeat for what we have now. Again. Trump. So we can we can disagree. That's okay. Yeah,
4: thing. I'm saying I, pick pick any other name, Mickey to yeah. Mope the the sand, the, sand, the Streets and Sand guy. I'll go, but <laughs> the, 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 uh, whatever. I just.
7: Are slim, Tom, you know? I mean, so I'm just I'm one of these guys.
4: I could never vote for Hillary because she had the the futures firm cheat and put trades in her account that weren't hers. I don't. I don't care if she's the last person on the island, I can't vote for her. And I know people that, that Trump has stiffed up and down, people that we, our level of people, that he took out of small businesses because he never paid them and blah, blah, blah. I can't have that guy anywhere. I don't want him in a bar with me, let alone in the White House. Me, I put him in the same absolute screw job place as Hillary. Tom, regard. I would
7: say that about nine tenths of the politicians. Okay, but gonna, all right, I, 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 but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about them. It, I, you know, if, I just. If we use that as a standard, we would have nobody to vote for in Illinois. Believe me, there wouldn't be any elections.
4: So. Um, I think a lot of people actually. Jim, when, when I was on the SIBO board and we got to meet a lot of people from outside, and and I actually spent some time with, down in Indiana and I met a couple of the pals down there. They're different. They just the regular people. They go to cook out. There's no security. There's no big anything. They're just sitting there, they're state legislatures. They do their job. They'll sit down and talk to you, talk about a bill. They're they're regular people. Go right to somehow in these cities we we lose this. I don't know how we do, it, or somehow or other. Anyway, we talked about started talking about the, the census. I was hearing the other day and John's the expert, X an expert. Uh, I heard that a few cities or towns and they're not municipalities I'll say some are villages some are towns in Illinois I think they've had an influx of people and are trying to redo their census so they get more money from some federal grants and I'm, I'm asking when I I'm ask John the, the census is in the constitution every 10 years can you opt for one in the middle and, and by the way if if you picked up people somebody had to lose them do they get less or do you have to figure out who lost them how can is this legal or
7: can you do this well, the, the decennial census, which is you know every ten years since 1790, um, is one thing, but there's um, you know questionnaires that the census conducts in you know all the intervening years too, and the you know, I think depending on what shows up in some of those I- intervening studies, if there's a significant enough change that calls perhaps into question what was counted in previous decennial census or if there's something that we don't want to wait until the next decennial census to track this um there can be um spot corrections They can't run the whole census all over again or even like i think on a statewide basis but i was reading you know, a couple articles about this you know the data in some of these smaller districts they're not like big city places either um, but there's a significant um change and you, know, you know increase in the people that are responding in these enumerations and it sounds like you know to some people that this this means that this probably was going on before 2022 and it's been masked somehow in the data so there can be you know visitation you know revisitation of I think smaller individual districts to correct what may seem to fall into some kind of a trend where there's something that has been missed and of course Initially, you know, Illinois was supposed to have lost, you know, significant part of its population in 2020. That's been somewhat, you know, mitigated since 2020. The data has shown that maybe they didn't lose as many people, maybe even gained a few. Although I kind of find that hard to believe, you know, at least up until the last six months or so. But but the census, you know, has always been a very I would hate to say imperfect thing, because, of course, there's no, no such thing as a perfect census. But the 2020 census had a lot of stuff working against it. And uh, the, the country was, you know, f- freaked out by all the, the panic that was being peddled all over the place. And I really think that, you know, discouraged people from cooperating or even answering the door in many cases. As well, John, as I, I just a,
4: a general policy. I know, I'm sure it's not this simple, but... Some of the bills that people put through, Republican or Democrat or something, uh, are going to be, say, a, a highway something something bill. Um, in general, I you know I don't know if, I think it's more more project related, so I don't think it's ever this simple. But if if uh, if Chicago's share was thirty bucks a citizen towards general street repair or something, uh, and all of a sudden between in 2024 there's a exodus of a Hundred thousand people that somebody's counting, like you say, the, dis- the census doesn't go to sleep for ten years. If there's an exit of a hundred thousand people, does that mean Chicago gets a million dollars less in the check the next year, or, or, or not? I mean, or is that that always going to be based on the ten-year number? I mean, I mean how, some of this stuff has to be population uh, der- derived, isn't it? Some of these, some of these. Oh benefits. yeah,
7: the, the census data in the intervening period. Um, You know, it it may not be used directly for things like reapportionment where you determine congressional representation, but for funding of, you know, public works projects or for allocation of resources. And the the state, you know, will rely on this data too when it comes to making their allocations because the states don't conduct their own censuses anymore. They used to, you know, up until the early 20th century. So a lot of states had censuses in the off years, like the fifth year of a decade. Um, Wisconsin, Illinois, New York all these states had state censuses too which tracked what was going on in between the decennial census um, since they don't have that anymore they, they look at the intervening data as, as useful in making determinations for how they spend money What was that um, big thing over?
4: that uh, um, I think I got a census thing and I sent it in but a few, few years ago I got some really involved. It had to be twenty yeah. pages lengthy long. a
7: lengthy questionnaire. Yeah, and I, I yeah. actually, I actually and those filled those it out. Who I mean?
4: How many of those do they get back? I mean, how many? Uh, what percentage? Well, you no, they're not going to go to my house. Out, I mean, they're not going to send it to my done, house.
7: I don't think I've ever gotten one, Tom, and the, let alone the ones they send out. How many actually get returned and, and are complete in the way they're, they're, they're filled out by people? Um, so it's again a very imperfect process, but uh, that's. That's the way I think things like roads projects or schools or whatever else they get you know decisions made on how they're going to fund stuff. If there's a need for this stuff, if if the population has increased dramatically in the school district and they can parse that data for the last couple of years in between censuses, they don't want to wait another seven years to decide whether they should build another school or close a school. Right? They want to do it pretty yeah. you know pretty fast. So yeah, I think that that stuff is. is Time sensitive to the intervening years of the so there's a there's ad. a state
4: census group that essentially works all the time.
7: Yeah, and okay. the field field workers all the time. I, mean, I still get you know callbacks from the census bureau looking for for field workers in you know out of the Oakbrook office in this part of the state, but but throughout the state, and it means you know parsing data, going out interviewing people, collating responses, and so on. And I just I don't, really don't have any time for, for full time employment in my retirement age. I'd, I'd rather let a younger person do that. But it's it's an ongoing thing, and you can I'm, see I'm not, I'm
4: not doing anything, work. but I don't, so I don't have time to work.
7: Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so damn busy. <laughs> God, who no cares it, if I'm not making it, any money? Well tell you what, what the you thing.
4: I, what. The thing I got that big one you could not notice it in the mail. I mean, it was you know it was huge.
7: Oh yeah, and you, you, I mean I would I've seen them, but I mean I would hesitate not to to Return it because it's
5: pretty official
7: looking, and, yeah. and yet it's really it's really going go deep in the weeds for a lot of stuff.
4: Oh yeah, we were talking about and, you yeah, know income and all investment. kinds of part time jobs, I and mean, it's a big deal.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, and thank God that I mean there is enough interest in assembling that data. Again, it's all just by you know induction. You, you, you know, you you make decisions based on the profile that you're getting, and you you don't have a perfect way of polling everybody, even in, the, in a decennial census scenario. So. Um, it's it's always going to be based on extrapolate numbers and trends and so on, um, but but there should be a way of, of you know getting into the data between the ten year censuses because um, there's too much stuff that can happen so fast and you by delaying and ignoring data that you could have actually looked at would be a, a big. But are are, the,
4: are most of the projects, project specific? I mean, uh, if you're going to give. Um, Chicago or Cook County or wherever it is, like the Lagrange River Bridge, uh, uh, Lagrange Road Bridge over the Des Plaines River and the sanitary whatever. It's a big long bridge. They just finished one half or about to finish one half of it. It's been a three-year project. It should have taken one year, but that's another story. Uh, I don't even know if they have to do the other side. It looked like maybe the other side was done. Um, the other side's in pretty good shape, so I, I don't know if they're going to do the other side or not. It's a complete redo now. If if where they say we're going to give you know hundred million dollars to the Cook County area, now is it up to Cook County to come up with, uh, you know I don't know if that's a U.S. road, so U.S. maybe has to pay eighty percent of that versus the street and regular bridge. I don't know any of those details, but is it up to the county to come up with twenty five projects that that add up to a hundred million, or do they just send a check? I doubt if they just send a check, but it's I thought
7: I don't think <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would hope they wouldn't just send it anyway, no. but, but yeah, I think it's, and especially if there's participation with the feds, like, um, you know, um, state road projects versus, you know, in, intra, interstate road projects or other infrastructure um, that's, you know, it's got a, a bigger frame to it than just the state boundaries. Um there's there has to be some way of deciding how much of this falls within this geographic district with this group of census tracts and how you know, can we make a, a somewhat fair allocation of this money to get the job done because the job should have been done, you know, years ago and we don't want to wait any longer to get it done. Um so Janet, it's gotta be targeted to particular projects.
4: I wanna shift gears on you and we just had a, a lawsuit filed uh some college here, I forget the name I was heard on the way in, some college here because of uh anti-semitism and uh you know at, at the university level somebody did something you know regarding uh the people getting killed in the palace whatever um i uh I, i'm kind of i guess i want your your feel on this a little bit because i don't know that in any kind no matter who the war is i mean i mean i wasn't around during world war Two but uh there had to been, before we entered the war, some tension between the British and the French people here and the Germans. There had to be some, I mean, I, I can't believe there was none. Now here we have something going on in the Middle East where basically one group uh, doesn't believe one belongs there. I'm talking about Hamas, I'm not talking about the average Palestinian. And you have some people on the other side, and I'm not talking about every Jewish person. Uh, some people just think the world would be better off if, uh, you know, if there was a big asteroid landed on Palestine and it, or Gaza and it fell into the sea, uh, and we have pretty good populations here on both sides. I mean, if I'm if I'm in office, I'm doing the best I can, and I'm not saying these guys aren't. I'm not saying I could do better, but uh, to ratchet this down in the Middle East because I know. It's going to be a problem here in some spots, because how could it not be? I mean, it, it's 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 you got to stop this stuff from spreading. Are we? And I think we have to be as strong as possible to get this thing shut down in the Middle East before it blows up more and more and here. And I don't. And I don't know. How, I'm saying at least we need to recognize that this is these groups of people are, are killing each other over there, and there's relatives involved on either side. To not think that there's going to be some incidents here, Jan, is, is how naive is that? Well,
7: oh, there's already occurring temp.
4: Oh, I know I'm saying, but they should—they should be. They're not saying they're right, and, and I, I would encourage anybody to do it. But to not expect them and be stunned is a little weird. Well,
7: it, it, it increases the pressure, of course, in interest groups here. You know, taking sides, um, giving money to any side, let alone one side versus the other side, yeah. or th- appearing to silence or squelch. You know, expressions of dissent from what what national policy seems to be. I, in this vein, I, I just like to go back to when you and, and Lou were talking earlier today about what what's happened at Harvard and the way you know Harvard appears to have stepped into this mess with, butting gay. That you know that maybe in some people's eyes they've started to ex, you know extricate themselves from it. But I would I would take a different view, um, as well as you know the question of, of Harvard Corporation and people like. Big Jim Thompson on various boards. I, I don't think this is going to signify any kind of retraction or retreat by Harvard or similar institutions from what they decided they were going to do here. And the next president, you know, the full-time president of Harvard, will be another plodding Gay type of figure with exactly the same zeal for that agenda. And it, it doesn't matter how stupid this may look or counterproductive. Or can Penny Prisker look in the mirror in the morning and you know face what she's become? I, I don't think these people have any qualms about any of the stuff that's happening, and for evidence, I look back to the movie Network. Remember, yeah. you know, the Peter Peter Finch, and when he has the encounter with this the owner of the station when he gets stressed down in that conference room because he's been appealing to the, the you know the, the population and his ratings have skyrocketed, and he's you know he's got this you know sweetheart deal with the station now. But that isn't the message that, that the owner wants it's the it's the world as a business and you know what you're saying is not part of that you know message here so the howard beale completely changes his message ratings plummet but the owner of the station is, is perfectly happy that nobody's buying this stuff anymore except the people in between you know the, the faye dunaways and the property walls have to kill them in order to get the possibility of improving ratings the bigger picture here is the Harvard is, is under attack by other countries like China um, that you know seek to dismantle its preeminence and to cheapen it you know its power and turn it into some kind of Marxist exponent where you know maybe people think that's exactly what Harvard well, the, should be doing. To me,
4: to me, they're they're almost like and we got a dash here, Jim. But they're like they're like Microsoft. They're like they have so much money they're above the law.
7: And they're about ethics and yeah. morality and nationalism yeah. and do, doing the right thing. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't interest places like Harvard anymore, Tom, unfortunately. Well,
4: no, I don't know. Um, you go down the road and it's, uh, you know, but it, it, I hope it too will change. I mean, I like to see everybody kind of in the middle. <laughs> where they're, yeah, they're sort of rational. I, I, and like it, I mean, heard, for long periods of time, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm way on the left because I don't know how far the right's pushing. And all of a sudden now I'm like, To me, the the craziness is coming from the left. And I've seen it both ways.
7: We're not not used to seeing from the left, I guess. But it's it's utterly irrational. And it would seem to be just like what Disney has done with its product and what Hollywood has done generally. But it doesn't stop them from pursuing this. It isn't like they're going to do a switcheroo and take the Bud Light example here to heart. It's, it's going to be. We, we still have to be a crusader about this and damn the torpedoes. Well, am I going to
4: see fact. you soon? I mean, I, I hope so. Oh, the
7: 2024 is going to be different. Term. Oh God, <laughs> I'm going to get out more.
4: <laughs> well, good. SP Futures down three fifteen. NZ Futures down seventy five. Uh, fair Fair advance next Wednesday is a Tumman night, so you could be you could be invited. Thanks. Uh, Tom. All right, but uh say SP Futures down three. NZ futures down seventy four. Back tomorrow. Stocks and jacks.